Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus. dot com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. And Lizzie, today we have a different episode, a very different episode. Um, we're going to be talking to some guests, but we're going to be talking about uh, what it's like to be single in a time of COVID. Because, uh, you know, Lizzie, you and I don't really know what it's like to be single anymore, do we? No, no, not during COVID anyway, not during the quarantine or shelter in place. Well, I think it's a fascinating time to be single. I think what a strange time to be single. And I'm so curious. I have so many questions. So what I did was I talked to six different uh, listeners of the show, both men and women. And I wanted to sort of ask them basically the questions that I had. And um, as one of them stated, as Katie in Seattle stated, in the greater narrative of the tale that's being told about covid it does seem like the life of single people is being left out. And I have a lot of questions because I think it must be just a crazy time. And I don't know if this makes us a dating show now or not. <laughs> but um, Well, it officially does because of the episode with you and Allie and Joe talking about teen dating. Now we have to morph into COVID dating. And then next we'll probably do like senior citizen dating or something like that. That could be fun. Actually, that is a great idea. That is but, a great idea. But let me ask you this before we get into the interviews where I, I talk to these people about being single in a time of COVID. Let me just ask you, I want you to imagine for a second what you would be like in that situation. What if you were single in a time of COVID? Like, what would you be doing? Would you be doing online dating? If you were, would you be meeting people? And if you were meeting them, how would you decide if you were going to get physical? And if you decide to get physical, would you have 
a conversation with them about it and how would that conversation go? What would be happening, do you think, if you were single? These are excellent questions, Kaveh. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I know that you asked some of these questions to these listeners, and I'm really excited to hear what they have to say. And I do think we have to highlight it. We've talked about PPE, you know, the gear that we wear to protect ourselves. We talked about the anxiety around COVID. Um, and it is important to talk about being single. Um, we talked to Cody and Katie a few weeks ago um, from the worst year ever, and they were talking about how it is to be literally just alone for weeks at a time. Um, so these questions are awesome. I, you know, you and I both ha dabbled in online dating, so it wouldn't be the craziest thing to continue doing that. But my personal experience with online dating, I kind of got myself into this mindset of like, after a few email exchanges or text exchanges, when I kind of vetted them, the guys, and I was like, you know, I don't want to keep doing this online anymore. Let's like just meet. That was like, I started becoming impatient after a few exchanges. I just wanted to know who this person was and kind of get it over with. Do I like him or don't I? And I just, um, just resolved to say I'd have a great day and a fun time or a terrible, terrible date with a wonderful, awesome story to tell all my friends. So, you know, I just, I don't think that that's the option that these folks have anymore. So I think dating is harder and scarier because you're going to meet someone and you're excited about them. And then, then what, what's the next step? You know, uh, you do have to have the yeah. conversation. You have to be really frank about what risks you're willing to take. And if you're, if you're willing to take any risks. That's a really good point. I don't know what I would be doing. I'm sure it would be uh, online dating, probably a lot of porn. Mm, porn. And uh, have you heard of the movie Species? Oh, yeah. I mean, it works really well for some people, <laughs> like really, really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the first guy, though, that where I'm going to introduce here is uh, Tyler in Canada. And um, aside from having an adorable accent, I think you're going to find it interesting because I, I talked to him about how he makes some of these decisions to, to meet people and what that's like when he does. So take a listen here and let me know what you think. Okay. Uh, I am Tyler. I am a uh, government regulator who writes uh, health and safety regulations. I live in Ottawa, Canada. So let me ask you the million dollar question. What's it like being single in a time of COVID? Um, I think not just for us single people, but lots of people, uh, loneliness is probably something that a lot of people are feeling. Um, you, it's good to have people in your home. I think uh, in our case, uh, I separated from my spouse a year and a half ago. I have kids half the time. And that is nice in the sense that I have what I would call a week of vacation every two weeks. And I have a company once every two weeks when my kids are here. But uh, that also puts some restrictions around how much you might date someone in the first place. And that's in regular circumstances. And in COVID, well, um, it's further limited because everyone is thinking about the safety of their family. So you can't just go out and hang around with someone in close proximity without worrying about everyone who's breathed on them in the last two weeks. Right. I mean, that adds a very interesting wrinkle to this whole discussion, which is you want to go out and you want to meet people and you have that fear that everyone has in the single world. But then on top of that, you have an added responsibility. 
you have an, as a, as a father. Um, how do you decide when to meet somebody? Uh, I would say you don't want to rush into it, but I, I find that there's different camps. Um, people who don't have children may not have the same restrictions and just say meeting someone first time and getting close is really okay. Um, other people may have, you know, family members that maybe if they don't see them often, they still know they have an, a more elderly relative that they need to be aware that they can't just not know who they've been in contact with. So they may pay attention to that. But I find it kind of falls into two camps. Maybe there's a third in between, but it's the, I want something now and that's what I want, which is, you know, company, physical touch, uh, or uh, I am really, really cautious and I'm not meeting anyone in person until September. And, and where are you? Uh, I'm more in the September camp, um, but uh, I think I only really fell there after experimenting a little bit with some of the uh, people that I would meet. Right. So when you would be trying to meet people, uh, what was that conversation like? How did you guys come to some agreement about meeting? Like, when did you feel comfortable uh, with meeting somebody? Um, I'd say that probably it's hard enough to just get anyone to connect with that you're probably willing to meet anyone anyways, uh, regardless of the COVID situation or not. The difference is what type of activity you might do. Obviously restaurants are kind of out. Um, a lot of the uh, other dates like scenarios you might imagine are out because you're just in too close proximity and you want to get to know someone. So whether you're doing that the first time you contact them or after a week of chatting, it's the same thing. It's now that we're meeting in person, how close we want to get. And I have mostly been meeting people uh, for walks where they, if they will even accept that. Some people just won't and say, what's the point, even if we like each other, after our walk and we find each other really hot, uh, we can't do anything until September. <laughs> and what do you say to that? I mostly agree with that. And, and, <laughs> and really it's a question of chemistry. Like I'd like to meet someone that makes me want to break quarantine, but is too smart to break quarantine. Right, right, that's well put. So tell me about this story that you have, this experience that you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, this is how uh, it's hard enough to meet people. And I'd never met anyone actually in my community on uh, one of these dating websites. So when we matched and we were uh, in the same vicinity, the logical thing to do was, do you want to go for a walk around the neighborhood? This did not require me driving into town. I live slightly rural. So like almost everywhere in the city is a 20 minute to 45 minute drive and that obviously impacts the ability to meet up and date. Um, so someone local was really exciting and uh, we did go for a walk and had a nice socially distanced walk on the first nice day of the spring, uh, which coincidentally, because it was the first nice day in Ottawa here in Canada, um, I saw more people on the street than at any other time other than like Canada Day or your 4th of July. It was nutty how many people were outside because they obviously lacked for some kind of human contact and it was wild. But we stayed a good distance away from everyone. We chatted a lot for several hours. It was really nice. And then we got back to the house and I said, 
wow, that was something. Do you need a glass of water? And then I'm like, how am I even going to serve this woman a glass of water without, you know, either her coming in the house or me contaminating the cup anyways? Mm -hmm. So the whole logistics of that was very awkward and fun to figure out. Um, the, uh, I, there's no hugs or anything like, thank you for the walk. It was very Victorian, like, you know, make your flourishes from six feet away and, uh, go on. And I thought, okay, that was nice. This is a, you know, pretty good, respectful woman who's, you know, paying attention to the COVID and everything. And, you know, maybe we could hit it off. And I, I felt like there was, you know, maybe something. And then the next day she texts me and says, I know this might be a bit presumptuous, and we have to respect all of the rules, but my hot tub is six feet across. <laughs> and of course, thinking to myself, well, this is really uh, a bit of rain in the desert. Um, hell yes, I'm coming over. And uh, that uh, proved, you know, I say, okay, like, I know that this goes against probably the intent but if we're going to follow the rules verbatim like sure maybe the risk is not as bad as it could otherwise be which was funny but the the real thing was it's the moment of crossing the threshold of the door of the house once you're in the house you're breathing the same air you're touching the same surfaces you're trying to be careful we had some chatting in the kitchen for a while uh, over a drink while we uh you know uh we're just clearing the air or whatever. And, uh, and we were on opposite sides of the kitchen, staying six feet apart, again, trying not to me contaminate her house and her contaminate my lungs. But at the same time, we're about to hop in a hot tub. And that's very weird. And again, what is the point of all of these rules if you're just going to hop in the hot tub at the end anyways? The, the way I likened it when I would tell uh, some of my, my friends like what the experience was like, it, it was like, well, I've entered your house. We might as well have sex now because what's the difference? That's how intimate you are just by entering someone's house. That must have been a strange mix of emotions and feelings when you were in that kitchen. I'm sure part of you was terrified. The other part of you was probably like excited that you might, this, this might lead to something further. Um, how did, how did it play out? How did the scene play out as much as you can um, say on a relative? Yeah. I mean, this is a relatively family friendly show, but no, you can say yeah. whatever you want. You can say yeah. whatever you like. <laughs> um, it, it was really nice. Uh, we, we did sit on opposite sides of the hot tub for a uh, couple of hours, uh, having drinks, chatting about life, the universe and everything and mostly sitting not facing each other so that we weren't breathing on each other. Um, but uh, in the end, there was probably no real romantic spark. Like this was a woman that uh, like earned my respect almost immediately. She's a, a very strong minded woman. I was very impressed with her. In fact, we've maintained a friendship since that night. Uh, we decided not to get romantically involved after the hot tub night. Um, but, uh, I've been out with her a couple of times in the community since just, uh, doing, uh, socially distanced exercises and trading, uh, stories about what life has been like for us over the last month. So a, a good friendship came out of it. Well, moving forward, how do you think this will affect your dating in the future? Did you learn anything from that experience that you may apply? Yeah, I think I'm going to not take the hot tub invitations in the future. Um, and in particular, I think that has a lot to do with, uh, the person, like 
I, I got some, some vibes uh, from this woman that I, I felt like she thinks she's being very careful. I have other friends who think they are being very careful. I think I'm pretty careful. But at the same time, I still went for the hot tub uh, invitation. So, and, I, and I've seen this with other people. Everyone thinks they're careful. They're not as careful as they could be. I think the big thing that went through my head is how easy and quick it was to rationalize everything. Everything is rationalizable right away because, well, things are going well. Why wouldn't I just, yeah, this makes sense. Sure, that hot tub is six feet apart. We're in the same water that's touching each of our skins and I am rubbing my eyes and stuff, but whatever. Like we're following the rules, the rules. Yeah, we're so such good people. So I did get a sense that she was a bit less careful than me. Um, and subsequently, like as we've maintained a friendship, like I know that she immediately uh, the next week jumped into a full bubble relationship with someone else, uh, which is still going on well for her to this day. So good, good job. That's been uh, uh, many weeks now. Um, but it, yeah, the rationalization is, is so easy to do. People will do it because we crave uh, emotion and attention and touch. So the rationalization happens very quick and easy. And that was my chat with uh, Tyler. So what'd you think? I agree with you. His accent is freaking fantastic. Um, and I really, I just like his thought process. He's just so deliberate about it. Um, and, you know, what he said at the end, um, which is, you know, he really wants someone who's willing to take the risk, but he doesn't right. want to be with someone who's willing. <laughs> what, what's he his says, quote? I want to, I want to be with somebody who I want to break quarantine for, but is too smart to break quarantine, which is like, that's like what everyone's looking for, right? That's like right. the perfect person, right? right. You want to right. break the rules for them, but you know they're such a good person that they won't break the rules. Right. Can I give you a good analogy? It's yeah. like you want someone who's like a, a woman who like, you know, you think like she's in your fantasies for like sex, but also like be a wonderful mother. It's like something that seems like that it can't exist, you know, in, in yeah, one yeah, human yeah. being. Like anyway, it's like that's that's the allure like though. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a you king a in the streets, mother. but a freak in the sheets. That's exactly, that's what I was going to say, but I didn't want, I thought it would maybe cross a line, a freak in the sheets. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, speaking of freak in the sheets, I thought his hot tub story was going to be a little bit more raunchy, a little, a little, a little dirtier, a little more freaky, yeah. but I still, yeah. I still thought it was a very interesting dilemma for him to be in, you know? And I yeah. kept thinking during this whole thing that if it wasn't Corona, that they would have had a physical relationship really quickly and that he yeah. did end up with this friendship. And the question for you would be, what do you think he would do right now? Would he have a one night stand with this woman? Assuming she didn't have COVID or do you think that he'd want this friendship given the choice? Okay. Good question. First of all, I uh, agree. I was a little disappointed in Tyler, um, how that story did not take the arc I was hoping it would. <laughs> um, but I don't think salacious is his thing. I think he's a really stand-up, very decent fellow. And I thought that was what was interesting about it was that, like, he's such a thoughtful, considerate guy. But even he, at some point, was like, fuck it, I'm going in the hot tub. I'm, right. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing it. I can't I right. not do it. It's a hot tub. Right. I'm doing the hot tub. Right. And um, right. It, it probably would have ended up as a one-night stand. You're right, just because... I think when you go out on dates in the past, historically, 
if you weren't sure about a person and you were kind of up in the air, is there a connection here? A lot of times people would just be like, ah, let's just see what happens if we hook up. Or wh- yeah. why not? We're here. Let's let's hook up. Um, but that has a that's a, a higher level of risk than I think a lot of people are willing to take right now, very understandably. So it probably did keep them from having that, at least some yeah. sort of hookup. But, you know, that that kind of gets to um, online dating, a thought I had about online dating in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to play into our, our next guy. We, we talk about this a little. We talk a little bit online dating. I know a lot of people are reluctant to do it. Introverts in particular probably have some reluctance to do it. Um, but I, and I did too, honestly, back in the day I I did online dating, but before I got into it, I was really reluctant. I didn't think much would come of it. And then two things happened that changed my mind about online dating. One, uh, a girlfriend that I had that I was very serious about, she ended up going online and after we broke up and then marrying like the first guy she met online. So I was like, okay, well, honestly, it seems like reasonable people are online. That was the first thing. And then I thought about it and I thought, you know, what, what is the option? Like you go to a bar, you get drunk, you meet someone else who's drunk, you drunkenly hook up and then you try and make some relationship work out of that. You get drunk mm-hmm. in a hot tub, you make out someone else that's drunk in a hot tub and try and make some lifelong relationship out of that. I mean that, or this, exchange of emails getting to read about a person sharing your thoughts sharing your wit with them trying to charm them in a way this is like online dating is the most like jane austen emma-esque that our generation or generations that come after us will probably ever be don't you think right an exchange of letters yeah yeah no i do i mean you've got mail was like the beginning (laughs) you know it's like there is something much more romantic about it and and slower pace than just like a drunken hookup where you know that's that's not a beautiful thing that's not a movie you're going to go pay to see is a drunken hookup movie right well yeah but it's probably a porn uh, it's probably porn it's, and it's by the way now that right and now that now that i think about it i'm pretty sure a lot of movies i've seen start at least with drunken hookups so my bad <laughs> yeah, i don't right, right. i don't have my finger on the pulse of hollywood i apologize okay well, let's okay. hear um speaking next speaking about online dating yeah let me uh, let me introduce our next guy. He's a doctor in the southeast of the United States, and this is his story. Evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Solis. Uh, I'm a physician, and I'm in my late 30s. I live in the um, southeastern United States. Hope everybody's uh, doing well and staying safe amidst everything that's uh, that's going on. That's very kind of you to offer that. I'm sure the listeners are going to appreciate that. So I want to start with a kind of basic and impossible question to answer. And that is, what's it like being single in a time of COVID? It is interesting, but not for the reasons you might think. Um, I've spent most of my time, uh, I do research, so I spend a lot of my time working from home. Um, that's one of the privileges that my current job affords me. And that has given me a lot of uh, freedom and independence. It's also um, afforded me the ability to work without having to worry about uh, close contacts and sick contacts and exposure to COVID-19. But it's also removed uh, the random element of chance and the possibility that I might bump into somebody on the street, in the checkout line at the grocery store, at the movies, 
uh, and, you know, be able to have that instant connection and, you know, meet someone with whom I could form a long-term partnership. And that's, that's really been the biggest, I, I think the biggest obstacle for me, uh, being single and, and practicing uh, social distancing and self-isolation during COVID-19, uh, because I don't have the benefit of, of chance anymore. Um, everything in my environment is very regimented, very controlled, which is good. It keeps me healthy and safe. Uh, but it precludes the possibility of running into somebody uh, with whom I might be able to connect. What about online dating? That's something I've tried intermittently. And um, to be honest with you, um, my results have been mixed. I think one of the reasons why online dating hasn't worked for me, worked for, worked as well for me is because um, there's a lot that's, I, I guess it's it's one of those things where I went into it with expect with certain expectations because so much of the person is kind of prepackaged and advertised in their dating profile, and maybe who they were in real life didn't meet those expectations, or maybe who I was in real life didn't meet their expectations. And I kind of feel like that, you know, maybe that led to some disappointment um, once you know once I had a chance to meet them in person and prevented the relationship from blossoming into uh, what it could ultimately grow into. What, what are you going to do? What's your plan going forward with COVID? Are you just going to wait until this all blows over so you can go out and meet people the old fashioned way? Or are you going to try to get online again and try to meet people that way? That's a good question. I think I might try a combination of the two. Um, it's hard to know. I mean, since you asked about COVID-19 blowing over, it's hard to, it's hard to know, Kaveh, um, when it will blow over or if it will blow over, because a lot of people are talking about second and third waves and subsequent uh, outbreaks of this. Um, so I don't, you know, I'm not really sure if I can set a date or a specific time at which I might feel comfortable, um, socializing again and meeting people out in public. Uh, but I'm definitely open to it kind of on a case by case basis. I think I'll just have to see how things go from week to week and, you know, see what's, see what the data look like and see how comfortable I feel um, taking some risks with respect to my safety and my health. How are you doing with social isolation at this point? Do you feel like you're able to connect with enough people online? Do you feel lonely? How are you holding up? That's a great question. Um, overall, I think I'm doing pretty well. Um, the longer this has gone on, the more I've kind of felt the strain day to day. Uh, but I have the benefit of being a pretty strong introvert. So I'm somebody who also relishes his alone time and his me time. Um, and being able to have that um, hasn't disrupted my routine too much. That being said, I'm also, I, I consider myself um, an introvert who, when he's more comfortable around people, becomes more outgoing and extroverted. And so I do like to have that human connection, that personal connection with people. And I'm fortunate to work uh, with a group of colleagues who um, are comfortable working remotely. We do a lot of video conferencing, both for work purposes and for fun. Uh, so I still get a fair amount of socialization uh, on a daily basis, even if it's just an hour or two. And I've found that that has made things a lot easier. Um, I've also made a point to check in with close friends and with family members uh, via phone and text more often than I might have in the past. Um, and that's helped to kind of offset uh, any sense of loneliness that I've felt. But great question. Yeah. Um, it sounds like his routine hasn't changed much um, pre-COVID, during COVID, after COVID. So 
he is also just struggling with the the dating scene. It's just like his is like a in a story of yore. Like um, it's yeah. just the challenge of dating on, and he's not really doing online. So, you know, you and I both dabbled the last ten years or so. I think has been dominated by online dating, um, and he's not he's not doing that. So for me, it's hard to relate to in this moment of time. But you know, I think we've all had experiences. Those drunk hookups that we talked about. that That's what yeah. he's missing is the drunk hookup. That's what he's yearning for. And it does kind of highlight that you need to be online dating at this point. That's really the totally. only option that there is. Yeah. That or you have friends that may set you up. Uh, our yeah. next guest mentions that as right. well. Um, talks about the other options. Um, and our next guest is a guy named Mark Gasway. He's the only guy or girl, gal that we are going to talk about in these um, two episodes that we're releasing on this, whose name I'm using fully. <laughs> and that's because he is a very good friend of mine. And at any turn, I would like everyone to hear his music. So whenever I can get the opportunity to promote it, oh my God, I take it. So he's a great guy. He's a great friend. He's an excellent musician. Um, you've heard his music on the show. He's the only musician that we played on our show ever. That's not us. Did you know that? That's a fact, Lizzie. I actually did know that. I, I, I'm on the show with you. Oh, that's I'm here. Right. I listened that's to right. the episodes. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I did know that. So he is a musician in LA. He's a great guy, and. As opposed to sort of the more introverted guy we just talked to, he is definitely an extrovert. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have his own set of difficulties in the COVID era. So check this out. All right. I want to ask you a question. It's not a fair question. And it's probably not one that you could answer in uh, like the quick soundbite I'm looking for. But I'm going to ask it anyways. I'll do my best. What's it like being single in a time of COVID? Uh, I'm kind of fine with it. I mean, I, I have, uh, there are friends of mine with families that I'll occasionally talk to the friends on the phone and they will just sound a little bit drained. They're like, oh my God, my kid's driving me crazy. There's like no place for me to get any time or space. I just need some peace and and they'll say something like and I know it's probably so hard for you you know that you probably have your own set of difficulties because you're you know because you're alone and I'm just over on the other end of the line being like no I'm actually pretty pleased that <laughs> that I have all of this time to myself um, you know if I, I I think if I weren't employing it well, then it would probably frustrate me more. If all I were doing were just like smoking pot and watching television, then uh, that would that would get frustrating pretty quickly. But I mean, I meditate a lot, I, I exercise, I, I read, I practice music, I, I do what I can to kind of stay engaged. And so with that, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do feel a little bit disconnected. Um, and I do, it, it does my heart good to see my, my friends and family in person, but um, uh, with all of the rest of the time, I just acknowledge that I'm alone and then I, um, you know, do the best that I you know, can to be productive. That was not a soundbite answer, I guess. No. That was really good. Oh. Let me ask you, uh, how is dating? 
Well, there's the, the going out on the date and then there's the getting in contact with somebody. You're meeting people entirely online and there's a few different flavors of that. Some people it's like, hey, my friend's single and she's kind of going crazy. Do you want to be set up with somebody? Um, and uh, other in other cases, it's like people that hit you up on, on Tinder, people that hit you up on Hinge. And in, in the early going, I was, uh, you know, I, I, would, I would start the dialogue or I would play through the first couple of, of, of iter, you know, um, volleys of the dialogue. And then I would just kind of arrive at a point where I'm like, I, I don't know, I don't see the point of this, you know, because I don't know when I'm going to be able to see you. And then I would just kind of uh, tune out. And people were doing, you know, women were doing it to me too, that uh, it would be like a couple of messages back and forth and then somebody would just stop talking to somebody, you know. Do you think that because of COVID, people are less likely to pursue things that they're just not totally feeling? Like sometimes when people are dating, whether or not it's online or, or not, they'll just sort of be like, you know, I don't know where this is going, but you know, we're just gonna hang out a little bit more. We're gonna go out one more date. But nowadays you can't really do that, right? You're either all in or not. Uh, funny that you're asking me this because I'm, I'm actually finally getting to that level with my first person uh, in, in the COVID era. Um, and I haven't had to get literal about it before that. How is that conversation? Have you had it where you're like, no, how are you going to have that conversation where you're, we talk about what you are willing to do, finding out what the other person is willing to do in terms of physical intimacy? Well, having that conversation kind of depends on the, um, the communication style of, of the person that you're talking to, you know, it, it would before, if you were like, so are we going to have sex? you know, then it would be like, well, not now. <laughs> if, you had, if you had come up with a, a slicker way of asking this question, maybe. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I, I suppose you kind of have to, to put it front and center. Uh, just... You don't know what you're gonna do, do you? I don't. No, 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 no. I mean, uh, I, so I, I, I mean, let's take a step back. You, you met someone online. You like this person. Have you met up at all yet? Yeah, we went on a, we went on a socially distant date. We went to the park. Um, she sat on one blanket. I sat on another blanket a few feet away. I brought a, a can of wine with me. Um, <laughs> uh, Cheers, and she buddy. brought, and she brought a bottle cause she didn't need to drive. Um, and we just, uh, drank and talked and we've been kind of texting, talking on the phone ever since, you know. Are you going to have the discussion with her before you, your next date or are you just going to wait? She invited me to her place for dinner and, uh, I am going to accept the invitation. Uh, I, I've been sitting here thinking to myself whether, you know, the last text that she sent me is like, you know, so what do you think? And the last text that I sent her is, I'm literally getting a doctor's permission right now. Uh, so, uh, but I mean, her thing was just, you want to come over and have dinner. And I, between you and me, and I guess your, <laughs> your audience, I'm kind of wondering whether the, uh, 
the next text that I send her is going to just be, the doctors say we can have sex. <laughs> Doctor said it was okay. Have you had a discussion though about whether or not she's engaging with other people like on dates and that sort of thing? Oh, good other... question. No. I guess I just assumed not. Probably but that's, that's probably that. not the, yeah. you know, that's probably not the safest assumption. See, you know, this is why I'm talking with the doctor. Probably a good idea to have that discussion. Probably a good idea to have that discussion. Um, yeah. If it's been two weeks plus, that's, that's very reassuring. If she's not in a job that puts her at high risk, that's also a big plus. If she's in, and this is the kind of stuff you won't know about somebody until you're dating them for a little bit. But, you know, her sort of habits when she goes out, like, is she the kind of person that's conscientious and wears a mask when she goes out? Those are the kind of things that would help. But I will tell you this, the two practical things would be if you guys could really go out of your way to do some strict isolation for maybe some set period of time you can discuss and or maybe get testing. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you're in LA, I think they've made testing in LA pretty accessible it's not fun but you guys could get tested and therefore you guys could be like look this is my test came back negative let's hang out i mean it still doesn't guarantee that anything's going to happen but at least we know we have the option this sounds like my regular dating life <laughs> it's not that different right than dating yeah. in the 80s yeah. i mean we didn't we didn't really date in the 80s we were just too young. to let you know i got tested I don't have anything. Is there anything that you need to tell me? Good news. No COVID. Lots, lots of herpes and other stuff and some my, syphilis, but yeah. no My COVID. penis is COVID free. It's not <laughs> free of anything else, but. I, I think it's a promising. I think it's promising. I would consider one of those two options, doing some extended isolation and or doing testing. Now, there is a risk that, you know, you'll, offer these two things to her and then she'll be like no lame but then in my mind if that's like her story if that's what she's thinking then that's probably a bad sign let me know what you do either way i'll support you 100 percent uh yeah i appreciate that um do you want to get her on the conference call <laughs> uh i don't um at this point, I haven't drawn her out socially enough to know exactly how much of a, of a sense of humor she has about this stuff. I mean, that's the thing. It's like socially, when you're getting to know somebody, that first, if you're anything like me, and I know you're something like me, uh, you're spending the, those first like 15 minutes th wondering whether you can make a dick joke. Like, <laughs> let me draw this person out. Are they going to laugh or are they going to be offended? Um, you know, because if they laugh, I know I got them. Uh, by the way, this is, this is great. I mean, I listened to this podcast. Uh, I've listened to this podcast since the very first episode. And uh, now you've, uh, it seems like you've got the makings of a new uh, spinoff to your podcast, a dating, a dating podcast, uh, which if I may submit, you might call the house of Rod. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. It's a little heteronormative, but uh, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. You I couldn't know, think of it. I couldn't think of anything else lascivious that I'm gonna, that, that rhymed. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say. 
that I'm really proud of you. I think you Ooh, are doing. No, I got it. I got it. Uh-huh. The house, the house of prod. No. Yeah, it's a little sexier. There's action. There's, there's, there's. It's an action verb. Not heteronormative anymore. No, it's either. not. No, who knows who's being prodded? <laughs> yeah. A lot of things are being prod. Can be prodded. Um, man, I love you. Love you too, bud. I love that guy. So that was Mark. You've met Mark before, right? Yeah. Um, honestly, just through a Zoom thing for, I think uh, one of your one of your COVID quiz shows. I met Mark yeah, very yeah. recently. But yeah, no, he's a great storyteller and um, just really interesting and very charming. And it sounds also very thoughtful. And I I like what you guys talk about with like getting tested. You know, this is the question like about risk taking. What what will help um, break down the barriers? for physical contact with these people. Will one negative test do it? Will a two-week quarantine do it? And these are like sacrifices. And and the question for Mark or anyone listening and, and single people out there is like, what are you willing to sacrifice for someone who you haven't really met? You know, like you're online, yeah. you're FaceTiming, you're, you're texting, whatever. Um, you don't, you haven't met them though. You don't know them. Um, although you could argue that you do really get to learn a lot about people through this kind of communication. And then are you willing to do a two week quarantine or, you know, have a nasal swab stab your brain to meet somebody who you don't know what the future holds for them. Right. I read this quote online recently that, uh, said I got a nasal swab, so I might as well give, give a blowjob. It's like, if you're going to get a nasal swab for someone, you're going to, you're going all the way. First of all, it doesn't rhyme as well as that person thought it did. You know, nasal swab, blow jab. It doesn't. It's a bit of a stretch, but yeah, oh, it, it kind of goes. It kind of goes back to what uh, the first discussion was with Tyler, where he was like, "Well, I entered the house. We might as well have sex." Um, yeah. It like you take these big like leaps. It is really interesting. I mean, I it uh, I will get um, updates from him on how things mm-hmm. have gone with that person if things go. <laughs> things go well and uh it allows i mean there's just so much you can't tell about a person though until you've been out with them a little bit you know what i mean there's little things like how thoughtful are they how how considerate are they when they like how they keep things clean how they keep themselves clean those are things that's That's such a cafe statement (laughs) (laughs) i need to know the person's clean i was thinking like when you got to dinner do they fill up your water glass do they open the door for you guy or girl i'm not talking but, like gender specific roles too. no no totally yeah, but, but i'm just saying of course you focus on like the hand hygiene and <laughs> shit like that <laughs> but but these days keeping yourself clean is a form of caring for others no it totally like, is does, you wear a mask not for yourself you wear it yeah. for others around you and when i see people out there on the street not wearing masks in situations where they clearly should i automatically for right or wrong i judge them I'm like, you're not a considerate person. Yeah. You're just not a considerate it's, person at this point. It's the same thing as smoking. You know, it's like you go around the corner and smoke by yourself all you want, but don't bring it in to a restaurant or whatever. It's just people got behind that. You don't see people smoking inside anymore. So this is, we're taking, sorry, listeners, we went off the dating ramp. We're doing public service for like pro mask wearing. But yeah, I totally agree that if you meet someone in person, you get um, social cues, you get the an affectionate, you know, their level of affection is really important yeah. for some people. Like, do they touch you? Do they hold your hand? Right. You know, whatever. That's really important for some people. Um, yeah. 
and the courtesy stuff and the politeness, the how, little things. How they treat the waitress, that was huge for me. Yeah. I would pay close attention to that. That was a big one. Anyways, yeah. okay. So that's the end of the quick chats we had with men. Next up is, you want to sing it with me? All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Oh, 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 Stay tuned. We're going to release these episodes, I think, probably at the same time or within close proximity of each other. Um, and there's going to be three more discussions, this time uh, from a woman's perspective. So stay tuned for that. And as always, find us at Twitter at the House of Pod. Email us at hopquestions at gmail.com. Tell your friends. Follow, subscribe, like us on iTunes, review us. Come on, people. Come on. Come on, Come on, get in the game. Get in the game, people. We should do a House of Pod masks. Funny you say that. Um, there is a listener who makes uh, masks, and they're awesome. And I've bought one before from her. And I've commissioned a House of Pod mask. Um, if you're on Twitter, find Kara Lewis 42 C-A-R-A-L-E-W-I-S, number four, number two. And uh, see if you can get her to make one for you, too. They're really great. Anyways, cool. Stay tuned. This podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult a physician or other qualified health care provider for your specific health care needs or concerns. The opinions expressed on this podcast do not represent the opinions of our employees. Details in the podcast have been changed so that patient identification is not possible. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.